1: The devil's
0: eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Alright. Here we go, we're back for a second episode. It's the Mad Dad Movie Review. A podcast for first-time movie reviews, starring Mads. And you're dead.
1: I'm Mad.
0: I'm the Dad. And this is Mad, mad. Dad Movie mm-hmm. Review. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Say, so how's your, uh... Say, so how you been, dude? Good. Yeah? I watched Scott Pilgrim vs. the World this morning. Because today is the 10-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. So. I figured I'd pop that in and watch it. Have we watched that before?
1: I'm pretty sure, yeah.
0: It's been a while, though.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So we're talking about Halloween. The original Halloween. There have been three of these bad boys, all called Halloween. But we are talking about the original 1978. So, um. I, I, I think we're going to have a really good episode today. Um, I think it's going to be miles better than the last one. Um, I promise. Um, it's going to be a lot less ums and us because I listened back on the episode uh, last night, and I was just like, ah. Oh. But it's a first time, so we're going to get better as we go along, and this is no exception. So, talking about Halloween, released October twenty fifth, nineteen seventy eight um this movie had its premiere in Kansas City there was a different time back then movies didn't come out like weekly all at once across the country you know the movies back then were more or less treated like a traveling show or traveling circus so to speak you know it wanted it, it, the movie spent a week in a different city you know so when this opened up it spent its uh I know how Premiered in Kansas City. Um, d I, I don't have a list of the actual cities it played in. Um, but I do know that opening week it grossed uh one million two hundred and seventy bucks. That's pretty good. Uh total gross is seventy million dollars. Um that's forty seven million dollars domestic, twenty-three million dollars foreign. Um the budget for this movie was only thirty grand or three hundred grand. So, it, it, it made it pretty funny, and that's why it spawned Buku sequels, remakes, and more sequels. <laughs> so, uh, first impressions, what'd you think?
1: Uh, I liked it.
0: You um, liked it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since I've last seen it.
0: I thought we watched it last week.
1: No, I'm pretty sure it was like
0: two weeks ago. Um, and that, we that's Father. on me for watching so many Halloween movies all at once. Because like the next day we watched Halloween's two and four yeah. together. Since yeah. you didn't want to watch part three. <laughs> hey, don't don't knock it till you try it. I I kind of appreciate part three. So we're Shamrock here, here. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. Um. Directed by John Carpenter. Also produced by oh no, directed by John Carpenter, produced by his girlfriend at the time, Deborah Hill, and uh Irwin Yoblins in an uncredited role or credit. Uh, written for the screen by John Carpenter and Deborah Hill. Cinematography. Cinematography by the legendary Dean Cundy. Uh, Carpenter also did the music. This is uh, you alright?
1: Yeah, I was
0: turning up my volume. Gotcha. Uh, this bad boy stars Donald Pleasant as Dr. Sam Loomis. Jamie Lee Curtis as Lori Strode. Nick Castle plays Michael Myers with Tony Moran on screen. Uh, the one scene that you see his face, uh, that's not Nick Castle. That's another actor. Um, <clears throat> Nick Castle did all the work behind the mask. Uh, PJ Solis plays Linda... Nancy Loomis was her stage name, but her actual name is Nancy Keys. Played Annie Brackett. Charles Cyphers is Sheriff Brackett, her father. Kyle Richards as Lindsey Wallace and Brian Andrews as Tommy Doyle. <clears throat> so you liked it, all right. Well, I love this movie. <laughs> I've been watching this movie most of my life. Um, Why do I love this movie? I'll tell you why I love this movie. I love this movie because it celebrates my favorite holiday. I love it because it gave us Michael Myers. I love it because of John Carpenter's score. I love it because of Dean Cundey's incredible cinematography. I love it because of the smile Loomis gives after scaring Lonnie away. I love it because it still scares me today, as you noticed a couple of weeks ago. Watching it, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that later. Um, I love it because it's it's just the perfect pacing. It's to me, it's just it, from start to finish, it's perfectly paced. It doesn't get much better and smoother than this movie rolls. Um, I love it because was that the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, that was. I love it because it's a legacy. And I love it because it's totally the best. Totally. So, um, come on. Anything else you want to talk about? Anything else you want to bring to the table? I'm just going to call this the dad podcast. (laughs) The dad movie review.
1: It's been, a, it's been, like, two weeks since I've last seen it, and then the next day.
0: Okay, well, just put them all in. Just give me, like, just your opinion, like, overall, since I made you watch a bunch of films in a 24-hour period. like.
1: I like it so far. We haven't seen all of them yet. Um, right. I it's think... Gr-
0: it's going to be a bumpy road, not going to lie.
1: I think... I like I like Michael Myers. Okay. <laughs> And I like the kills. I I think the kills are scary. It's like one of those things where you don't know where he's gonna come from. Mm-hmm. So like he'll scare you at any moment, and you won't even realize it.
0: He's just gonna get you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like the first film and the second film. Like it's it's a totally different. Just jump off, like, because, like, I told you before we watched part two, I gave you a heads up, like, this movie is not like the first one. This is Mm -hmm. going for the kills, you know?
1: Yeah, the first time, the first one, he took his time with the kills.
0: Well, this one, the second one, it's like, it's more like graphic, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, the first one, there's hardly any blood.
1: Yeah.
0: And then part two, it's just a dude literally slips in a pile of puddle of blood and gets concussed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in that scene alone, there's more blood than the entire first film. Um, Okay. Well, this film has uh, a body count of five plus a dog. (laughs) Um, I have some casting notes. If you, if you care. All right. So Donald Pleasance was cast in this film after Peter Cushing, who Loomis was written for, uh, rejected the offer because of money. Um, And then Christopher Lee – I'm just naming people you were probably like, okay, okay, uh uh-huh, uh-huh, no clue who they are. Uh, Christopher Lee was also asked, and he declined, but he later on regretted it. He said it was like the biggest regret of his career. I wonder why. Um. Because if Addie had he gotten man, a world with Loomis's, a world with Christopher Lee as Doctor Loomis, let's think about that. Christopher Lee lived a heck of a lot longer than Donald pleasant's so we would have had more Loomis roles or Loomis appearances. There would have been a Doctor Loomis in Halloween H two O. Eventually, they probably would have killed him off. Unfortunately, but hey. Um, so yeah, that's why Pleasance got the role. Pleasance had already worked with carpenter prior to this film on a little film, uh, called Assault on Precinct 13. Um, he was of course the highest paid actor of the film. He got $20,000 for the role. Uh, I believe Jamie Lee Curtis got a thousand dollars. Um, and Nick Castle was paid 25 bucks a day. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> hey but 25 cents back now 25 dollars back then did i say cents or dollars cents 25 dollars i meant a day 25 dollars um that 25 dollars back then was a lot more than it is would have been today anyway this isn't a conversation of math this is a podcast in currency this is a podcast on halloween um so, going back to the, the casting notes, Jamie Lee Curtis got the role of Laurie Strode after Deborah Hill learned who her parents were. Jamie Lee Curtis, her parents were legendary actors of the own Right. Um, Tony Curtis is her father, um, and her mother is uh, the legendary Janet Lee, who was uh, the movie Psycho. I'm sure you've seen the. The thing with the woman in the shower, e- 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 getting stabbed. Yeah, she's the woman in the shower. Um, so that's her mother. Um, so Deborah Hill learned who she, who her parents were, and was just like, "Hey, we got to get her. Something about her, we got to get her." Um, because I know John Carpenter originally wanted the cast Annie Lockhart, who was the daughter of Lassie's June Lockhart, in the role and curtis wanted to play one of the friends because she was more like them but carpenter changed her mind and the rest is horror history um nancy keys was cast because she was dating editor and art director tamalee wallace uh tamalee wallace is the man who created the iconic mask um we're going to talk about that in a little bit um but that's who you know created the, the Michael Myers mask. The look was that guy. So the the woman who played Annie um, was dating him at the time. That's how she got the job. Um, P.J. Soles, who played Linda, she got her role. Uh, John already had her in mind after seeing Carrie, because she's in that movie and the film called *The Boy in the Plastic Bubble*. Um, you're not going to get this, but listeners probably will, or they definitely will. <laughs> her boyfriend at the time was actor Dennis Quaid and he was considered for the boyfriend role, Bob, but his schedule was just too busy and he couldn't do it. So, uh, Nick Castle got the role because he was already friends with Carpenter. Uh, they went to college together. So, that's that. Um, that's pretty much that because there's not too many people in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but this movie just has you know a legacy that's just to me, okay. Look, this is the way I put it. Horror films in the twenties and thirties, you had the universal creatures, the universal monsters, the original the OGs of horror, you had your Dracula, you had your Wolfman, you had your Frankenstein's monster. You had, um, you know, uh, the Mummy. You had the Invisible Man. Uh, you had the Creature from the Black Lagoon. So those were the iconic villains, creatures back then, monsters, the Universal monsters. You know, well for this generation, we've got Michael Myers, we've got Freddy Krueger, we've got Jason Voorhees, we've got Chucky, Pinhead want to throw in there? Go for it. You know, there's a lot of iconic Leatherface. There's a lot of iconic, you know, villains for our generation as well. And thanks to John Carpenter in this movie, Michael Myers, he's one of the bunch. <clears throat> so, show me notes, because I have some. So the executive producer of this movie, his name is Mustafa Akkad. Um, He produced all the original movies. um, Sadly passed away in 2005 um, in a a bombing in his uh, country. Him and his daughter um, were terribly just killed. Terrible. Um, Because this was his baby. This franchise. Um, He was the executive producer. He's the one who put up the money. Um, after meeting with John Carpenter, Carpenter was able to convince him to put up the three hundred grand as opposed to John's last project, the assault from Precinct 13, which had a budget of only a hundred grand. So they tripled the budget, and hey, it it, it paid off. <laughs> I would say that's the best investment Mustafa Kyle, ever. Ever made in his entire life. <clears throat> um, so they filmed this movie for 20 days over a four week period in May of 1978. Um, the town of Haddonfield, Illinois. Um, well, it, the town of Haddonfield is in Illinois, but this movie was shot in Pasadena, California. So, Pasadena, you're not. You, There's you, like it's obviously you know not a midwest you know town so because of that they had to get bags of dried up fall leaves elsewhere and just throw them around and they actually had people in the crew anyone that wasn't working was pretty much was basically in charge of picking up and throwing out leaves so they could get the shot in because there were no leaves in California, and they they were shooting the film in the May any in May anyway, you know, in the summertime. Um, so yeah, I can only imagine how that was. Uh, like I said, shot in Pasadena, the leaves. Uh, so the mask, that mask. Um, I think I told you when we watched it, mm. but I'll go on with the story again. The mask is actually. Um, William Shatner Captain Kirk from Star Trek His mask was like less than $2. They went to a hardware store Put down a dollar and change Got the mask, brought it back Got the eye holes out Made a little bit bigger uh, Removed the sideburns um, Did some Dangling with the hair I think they replaced some of the hair or maybe they just messed it up intentionally because I think that the hair that came with the mask, the Shatner mask was like held back, like slick. So they just obviously just messed it around. And then, of course, spray painted it, you know, white to give it that ghostly look. Um, it was just something that he went with and look at it today, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. Bill Shatner mask. Make my hole bigger, remove the sideburns, spray that bad boy up white. Poof, you got Michael Myers. So that's that. Um, and then, of course, infamous, in. in ugh, bad word. In part two, um, the man, the mask. It's rumored to be the original. Hasn't been straight up confirmed, but you can just watch the movie and tell like it's, it's the same mask you know um, I think they just altered the hair a little bit but as far as design goes you can't convince me otherwise it's the same mask from the first one it has to be um, so Nick Castle so the infamous tilting of the head scene after he kills Bob with the knife and then he just stands there and tilts his head that was something that was John Carpenter's idea. Um, he gave Nick Castle the instructions to tilt his head after killing Bob to make it look like he was admiring a butterfly collection. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, the origin of the story came from, it goes like this. The uncredited producer I mentioned earlier at the top of the episode, Erwin, he went, Urban He went to John to direct a film about a psycho killer who was after babysitters. Just had this random idea, knew of John Carpenter. Said, "Hey, I got this idea. Can you just, you know, make something with it that, that involves a psycho killer going after babysitters?" He also wanted it to be a horror movie that was big, as big and impactful as the original Exorcist movie was. Um, the Exorcist came out a few years before. Um, Halloween, and it was a groundbreaking horror movie. I mean, my own mother tells me stories when she went and saw it in the theater at the, in, at old, the old Dundalk uh, the Heritage Park. They had a, a, a theater. And she went and saw that in, and then she also told me um, stories of this, too. This, I, my first time seeing this movie, I actually saw Halloween 4 first. I remember that. And then I went, I wanted to see part, f- I saw four, I think it was Cinemax, It was one, four and five, it was the early 90s, I saw them together, four and five, and then um, I went to the video store, my mom found out that I was a fan, and she told me the story about how her and the guy she was dating at the time went and saw the movie, and she was just really, really scared, and didn't want to go home after the movie that night. It, it was just, it was raining, and she said the car had a bunch of mildew, so it kind of represented the, the look of the car when Annie was killed, and she just wasn't having any of it. Um, so, you know, I, I I think that's the greatest story as far as my mom's concerned, and so that led to us going to the video store, and she rented the first one for me, and uh, that's, that's it. First and then, in the other ones I I caught them here and there growing up. You know, I mean, because when I was growing up, it was different. I mean, we had channel local channels on TV that were dedicated to horror blocks that were like two four hour blocks of just straight up horror movies every Saturday afternoon, Friday night. That's how it was. Channel 54 Saturday afternoons at two o'clock Nightmare Theater. USA Network Friday nights up all night. They, they used to stay with every other week, show different Jason movies, you know. So that was how I got my Jason kick growing up. <clears throat> um, Did you notice the opening shot was a long, extended one shot? Just no no cut shot. Did you notice that? Because I know I didn't, I, didn't I, I neglected to bring that up. The opening shot with with Michael Myers, the little boy, when he goes and you see the POV of him put the mask on, go up the walk up the steps, kill his sister, then go outside. That's all one shot. It literally starts. You see the uh, it starts focuses on the house, and then it goes around because this is this was Dean Cundy using. It, using a steadicam which was like this was one of the first movies to use a steadicam camera which gave them the ability steadicam was a, a, a handheld camera that was basically it gives you the ability to walk around smoothly without it being jumpy as you're moving and basically they had to go around the shot go around the house and more or less hand the camera off through the window that's how they did all that in one shot there were no cuts no movie magic that was just well Plenty of movie match, but there were no cuts. There was nothing like doctored. Like that's all one four-minute continuous shot. Pretty damn impressive, if you ask me. Um, that reminds me earlier I forgot to do the wiki plot. My apologies. You know why I forgot to do it? Because I don't have it in front of me, but I have seen this movie so damn much. I can just recite it at the top of my head if you want me to.
1: Up to you.
0: But before I do, why don't you say something, anything. Say hi. I don't care. Anything. You're just so quiet. What uh, am I talking about? You're just tired. Uh, um, You're just waiting for the days where I actually start showing you movies and then we just go upstairs and record a podcast right after so it's all fresh in your mind.
1: That would be better.
0: Yeah. Well, take notice, audience. That's what we're going to do then, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) And there's plenty of movies. I mean, that's the whole concept of this podcast is there's a whole array of movies from all sorts of genres that, you know what I mean? First time for everything. Say something, please, anything. Tell me a story. Tell me What'd you do last night? How about demos? Something.
1: (laughs) What did I do last night? I hung out with Chloe all night.
0: You hung out with your friend Chloe all night. What'd you guys do?
1: Made brownies with peanut butter cups.
0: Ooh. You like the peanut butter cups? (laughs) Do you put the peanut butter cups in your eggs. What? I think like out of the three people that are listening to this, maybe one person will get that reference. It was an Adam Sandler 51st Dates reference. Oh,
1: uh, I don't.
0: You like, you like the peanut butter cup in your eggs? It's, it's funny. Speaking of Adam Sandler and Dean Cundy, Dean Cundy film was the cinematographer for Jack and Jill. You ever seen Jack and Jill? No, but I've heard of it. Who hasn't? <laughs> it's 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 a terrible movie, Madeline. I know <laughs> you loved her, Adam Sandler, but mm, it's no bueno. <laughs> I think his last really solid movie was Grown Ups. That's my opinion. I mean, no, just go with it. That movie genuinely made me belly laugh a bunch. That that was that was a funny film. So with the beer, with the, the beer man in the wind. So, anyway, um, so yeah, the wiki plot. Um, okay, so just gonna freestyle this. Halloween night, nineteen sixty-three. Michael goes six years old. Goes in the house, waits for her boyfriend to leave. Sister's babysitting him. Judith Myers, by the way, that's her name, Judith. Um, She's upstairs brushing her hair. Michael goes, puts on a mask, takes a knife out of the kitchen, stabs her to death. Goes outside. Parents take off the mask. Michael! And then you get that. The camera pans back. that, That shot cut to 15 years later, 1978, it's Halloween Eve. Um, Michael escapes, um, Smith's Grove. And then Halloween, Laurie Strode is babysitting, or no, Laurie Strode, um, is walking with her friends, Annie and Linda, being stalked by Michael. Cut to Halloween night, Linda, I mean, um, uh, Lori is babysitting. Oh, my. I had a brain fart. I'm sorry. Sorry about that, guys. Um, mm-hmm. Lori is babysitting uh, little Tommy Doyle uh, while Annie across the street is babysitting um, Lindsay Wallace. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Dr. Loomis is in Haddonfield looking for Michael with the help of uh, Sheriff. Uh, Lee Brackett. Um, And yeah, Michael starts with Annie stalking her. And that was when when you and I watched this. So, sorry, side note here. (laughs) When you and I watched this a week or two ago, whenever it was, can't remember exactly. As much as I've seen this movie, that shot of Annie locked in the garage. Calling out for Lindsay, and you see Huh?
1: She wasn't locked into the garage, was she?
0: Yeah, that's why she was calling for Lindsay because she couldn't get out.
1: She was locked in the laundry room.
0: The garage, laundry room—that's what I meant. I mean, there's a vehicle in there. (gasps) So she, anyhow, I was rudely interrupted. this girl says five words the entire podcast, and she's while <laughs> I'm talking to interrupt. So, you know, that scene when she's calling out for her, and then you see Michael in the background. Like, it freaked me out because I've never seen it before, and that, that's why I love this movie, you know? It's stuff like that. It's great. So, mm-hmm. it – all right, so getting back to this, um, Lindsay – Ends up going across the street, and he goes back to get ready because Paul is coming over. Paul, who you never see what you hear on the phone, who's voiced by John Carpenter, by the way, director, a little uncredited cameo. She ends up getting killed by Michael in the car, and after that happens, Michael takes her body, and obviously Tommy sees it. And freaks out. We all know where he's ended up taking the body, cause we see it later on, the bed to the tombstone. But anyway, getting back to the story, um, Linda ends up coming over with her boyfriend Bob. Michael kills them both. Bob first with the uh, the knife through the, the chest, hanging in the pantry, till Ted goes puts on the uh, the sheet, goes upstairs. Infamous scene. Michael as the ghost, put Bob's glasses on, and you know. Kills her, strangles her, and then that's when the final act pretty much kicks in, and Michael should, it's pretty much Michael and uh, Laurie. Um, Laurie ends up getting attacked first at the house, at, at, um, across the street, and he's at, at the Wallace's. Fights off Michael, ends up back at the house, tells the kids to get help. And Loomis shows up, shoots Michael six times. Six times! (laughs) Michael falls off the balcony in the backyard, which I'm not, oddly enough, is the front yard in the second film. But anyway, in this, we're talking about the the original, again, not the second, the first. Um, Michael, um, when Loomis looks down over the balcony, Michael is gone, and all you see is a silhouette of his imprint, I mean, his imprint of his body from where he was laying. Before, and that's when Laurie uh, asked if that was the boogeyman. If that was the boogeyman, was it the boogeyman? As a matter of fact, that was Michael's gone. Cut to shots all over the place. What you hear Michael's breathing gets heavier and heavier. Cut to credits. Fiend. End film. Yeah. So. That being said, I'm going to get down to the double header pairing.
1: Cool.
0: What do you got? What would you pair this with as a double feature?
1: The first thing that comes to mind is weird. I don't know why, but I think Jason, like Friday the 13th.
0: Well, you know, the first one wasn't, mm-hmm. wasn't Jason.
1: Mm hmm. But.
0: You would pick just any Friday film that has Jason to go I mean, with.
1: Really?
0: Okay. They I both,
1: like that. I mean, what they, were you saying? they both have masks. They both are serial killers. They both just go out killing people. Same. Um, really, they both stay in one place to kill people.
0: Right. Okay. Cool. Um, my double feature. My doubleheader pairing, I would watch this paired with The Fog, 1980s The Fog, uh, which is John Carpenter's next, would is, would be John Carpenter's next horror film. He did a film in between in 1979 called Elvis, but that was a TV movie with uh, Kurt Russell as Elvis Presley. The year after that, 1980, was Carpenter's next theatrical film, or his next horror film, which was The Fog. So, yeah. And it's great. I, the Fog's up there as well. It's one of my favorites. I, I love it. So that's what I would do. I'd pair Apollo and Lee in The Fog. Why not? Um, so, so, yeah. That being said... You, is there anything else? Anything at all?
1: Uh, I don't think they really tell you why he killed his family, do they? <laughs> I don't think they do. <laughs> they,
0: they don't. I mean, Loomis, you know, he just thinks Michael's just straight up possessed. Uh, it, it, Look, we're at part four. Five and six is when they're really gonna dive into it, mm-hmm. but then H2O kind of ignores. See, we're starting to get into this weird territory with timelines because five and six, like I said, it's going. I'm just gonna straight up say right now, Thorn, 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 Thorn. Five and six are about well, mainly six, but you see it first in five. That's gonna answer your question. But then h two O is going to come along and just disregard all that. And then Halloween 2018 is going to come along and just disregard all of that. It's, like I said, it's just, you know, there's a lot, a lot more to mm-hmm. go with this franchise. It is a fickle franchise. Um,
1: Like 12 parts, isn't there?
0: Yeah, total. Ups and downs. There's a lot of Michael Myers movies, 12 total Halloween films. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, 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 gonna get crazy. I like it though. I mean, I, I, I cannot, as for as much shit <laughs> as this franchise gets. And it, so it's deserved. But overall, I, 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 I got a soft spot for this franchise. So, like I said, it's one of the big ones. Like I said earlier, it's it's one of the big, the heavy hitters
1: mm-hmm.
0: in horror. Um, I mean, that's why the last film that just came out two years ago, twenty Halloween 2018, made over $200 million just domestically, just in the United States. I mean, that movie made a lot of money, and it was a, f- a sequel to a, f- a Forty years later, <laughs> this move, this franchise still has legs. There's still a demand for it. So, hey, I'll be there for Halloween kills, <laughs> and I'm sure you will be too. So, um, not really going to talk about the next movie because mm-hmm. we don't know what the next movie is.
1: I think we should do Birds of Prey.
0: Birds of prey. Alright, alright, okay. I'm not I'm not mad. It's fine. We, we we got this. We'll do it. I'm sure I can I'm sure there's a lot of people listening, like all ten that are <laughs> excited. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, you know. Um positive thoughts, positive thoughts. You gotta be you got you gotta be optimistic. Alright, so Anything in closing, anything. Peace, love, and chicken grease. What? Nothing. Is there anything else you want to add? Halloween. It's a killer movie, dude. All right, well, that being said. That being said, you're mad.
1: You didn't say we're doing this at the end.
0: <laughs> Why not? You gotta have you gotta sign out somehow, All right? Let's I'm the dad. What was that? I didn't hear you. Dad. And here you go. dad. I'm the dad, and this has been the Mad, mad Dad Movie Review. <laughs> yeah, we'll work on that too. Alright guys, check you later.